three kings of Orient are Bearing gifts we travers afar Field and fountain, moor and mountain Falling yonder star Oh, star I think we'll sing. Let's sing first, second, and last. Yeah. Like I say, third, third, and fourth verse. We don't. Um, most people don't. Not, okay. I don't even recognize because <laughs> they don't sing it that much. Okay, next. Oh, come on. Oh, come on, you faithful.
Pretty high, so. <laughs> well, the first song that we, the wise men, we, we two kings, uh, which, which verses are we doing? One, two, and five. Okay. So, we three kings, then born a king, and then glorious now. Are the first, are the first line? Yeah. In case they had them in a different order or something. Well, I, I edited and copied it from the book. Oh. So we have all five of the And we're repeating the chorus after every one, right? Yes. Okay, I guess I got it in here. Okay. One, two, five. All right. Oh, it's strange that we can grab it. We're going to skip out the other two bits? The what? This bit's really weird, though. Yeah. Huh? I did hear. Huh? Perfume, breath, breeze of ice, gathering gloom. Yeah. That's a Christmas song. I want to hear yeah. Yeah, that is weird. Very strange. When you're reading it in like first three two, is it basically the whole kind of birth life that is the most
They've had more time to play with it than I have. <laughs> <laughs> He worked, uh, he worked we the start this morning, I, I hope everybody's surviving the, the really frigid temperatures out there. I think uh, we, we lost degrees here in the last couple weeks, and 
we're just having to to bear with it and we still got january to face after this so we'll see what happens so just keep keep warm yeah (laughs) one at a time all right. Well, I do welcome you. I welcome you if you're here. I welcome you if you're visiting with us online. Um, please make sure if you're visiting with us for the first time or you're viewing for the first time that you please let us know. Um, you can contact the church via a lot of different electronic means if you're online. Uh, if you're here, we've got these nice welcome cards. So we would like to follow up with you. Um, if you are uh, visiting with us for the first time. Um, I've got a bit of news this morning. Um, We have a uh, new birth that uh, happened today for Tanner and Jesse. They have a nice, happy baby girl, and uh, they have not named her yet, so we're still waiting on a name, but uh, we rejoice with them as uh, they celebrate their newborn. And uh, I'm sure there's a, a lot of great days ahead to come to enjoy uh, the new small one in the family. So please be praying for them as they go forward um, with the added uh, number in their family. So um, also, we had a, a great time last night. I don't know if anybody knew, but uh, we had our Christmas party with the students last night. We had six students there. We were expecting at least three more, but because of the illnesses that are going around, they had to cancel. So we would have had a nice size group yesterday, but we had fun all the same. Uh, You probably, if you were driving by, saw some crazy students running all over the campus in the the frigid temperatures trying to collect items. So, um, but we we had a good time uh, of just fellowship and also reflecting on the time of the season. So um, that was really important to us. If you're here, as a way of announcements, we want you to be able to pick up these little cards. Okay, These little cards have uh, information regarding our Christmas Eve service on it. So, yes, we are having Christmas Eve service at 6 p.m. on Saturday. Um, That is Christmas Eve. You only got these few days to shop left so (laughs) gotta hit that while you can but please leave time on saturday um, at six o'clock to come here for the christmas eve service and then we are going to have service on sunday so uh, please uh, block out that weekend you know we're celebrating christ's birth that is the true meaning of christmas so we want to keep that as a priority and keep that first but these little business cards are in the back for you to take pass them out to neighbors friends and everybody that you can think of so um other announcements uh we got the youth student or the student um hot springs uh trip that is at the high sea hot springs it's on saturday january 14th i already have to go into the new year because this year is closing out rapidly so <laughs> but uh that's gonna be a meeting time at 2 30 on that saturday um because of a blessing of a donor nobody has to pay for anything 
which is fantastic. And, um, you know, I, I thank you for that blessing. Um, but there's a lot of students that, uh, that will be happy um, to be able to do that and not have to worry about the, the finances part of that. So um, if you're a student, if you need more information, please see me. You do need a new medical form for the year. There are those that are available in the student area downstairs. Um, and you will need a permission form, which is also downstairs. Um, the next thing is on uh, February 5th, and that's for our whole congregation. It is a mission project. We were so sorry to hear that we couldn't do the Christmas wrapping um, this past weekend. Um, we hope to be able to do that again at some point. Um, we'll, we'll try to work some things out maybe a little sooner. It kind of caught up with us too quickly and um, too many requirements. So, um, But we're going to look forward to this next mission project which is going to be at the Idaho, Idaho Falls Rescue Mission. And we're going to serve the community there at the soup kitchen. And uh, hopefully we'll get to know a lot of people down there and uh, you know spread some good cheer um, for those that are having some hard times. So there is no cost to that, but if you're a student, you also will need your medical um, and permission forms for that. So please just kind of stay tuned. We got a lot of things going um, through the end of the year, but uh, we hope you'll be able to join us on those as we we come to those dates. I think that was it in the way of announcements. Please let me know if I I missed anything. Uh, so there is oh on Tuesday. Yes, thank you for the reminder. On Tuesday we are going caroling. Okay, so we're going caroling to the shut-ins. And I know some of you are looking out at the weather and thinking, oh, that's going to be cold. And it is going to be cold, so you need to bundle up. But we want to do uh, some, some nice things for those that can't get out. And we just want to spread some of that um, Christmas season to them. So this Tuesday, we'll meet at our regular time here on campus, but we're going to leave right away in order to go out to some of those uh, shut-in folks and uh, sing some carols to them. So uh, just meet here at Tuesday at the regular time at 6. So, yes, ma'am. Yes, absolutely. If you can't weather the storm and you're not yeah, feeling up to that, you know, please come anyways. And yeah, we can have a prayer time and stuff for that. Um, and for the students, make sure you grab your permission form for that as well. Well, today is actually the fourth Sunday in Advent. So that is where our scripture and um, candle lighting is going to be for today. Um, so we're going to relight our candles uh, for the Advent um, assembly over here. And that's the candles of hope, peace, and joy. And now today we're going to add to that the candle of love. It might be a little hard to see. It's in back, but the candle of love. Um, and this is the, the time where Jesus demonstrated his self-giving love in his ministry as the good shepherd. 
Um, this is a time for us to love as God loved us, by giving his most precious gift. Um, as God is love, let us also be loved as well. And this, uh, there's a scripture passage is actually from John 13. I'm going to read verses 34 and 35 and then skip back to John 316 to a very familiar passage. So this is John 13, uh, 13, 34 and 35. I give you a new commandment, love one another, just as I have loved you. You are also to love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. And then skipping back to John three sixteen verses through 19. It says, For God so loved the world in this way, he gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Anyone who believes in him is not condemned, but anyone who does not believe is already condemned, because he has not believed in the name of the one and only Son of God. This is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and the people love darkness rather than the light, because their deeds were evil. Let's pray as we reflect on this time of Christmas season. Father, we just uh, thank you, Lord, that uh, we can come out today and worship you. Lord, we thank you again for our freedom. We thank you again that we're able to get out and about, enjoy the sights, the season, Lord, that you, you provided, that you started. Lord, this is really all about you. And Lord, we just thank you for coming and thank you for sacrificing your life so we can have an eternity with you. Lord, we just um, pray that for those that are feeling ill, there's so many that are out in our family today that are feeling under the weather. We pray your, um, your touch, your healing touch on them. We pray you draw close to them. We pray for the ones that uh, are shut in, Lord. And Lord, we just pray that you draw near to them and comfort them and draw close to them as they, they are going through this time, Lord. And they need some, some comfort and they need some friendship. Lord, just pray that this church, Lord, that you just allow us to stand through the things that we're going through right now. And Lord, just allow us wisdom and guidance in our leadership and just allow us to, to see what your vision is for the future for this church as we go in the days ahead. And Lord, we just want to remember you. You are the love, Lord. And we, we recognize who you are. And Lord, do just claim that for our own self, Lord, that we need to be more loving to others. And Lord, we just need to fill up with your love. And Lord, just guide us this day. Lord, just allow our worship to be true in spirit. And we give you all the honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, everyone. If you wouldn't mind standing, our first hymn today is 113. We will sing the first, second, and last verse.
next song is page 89. We'll come all ye faithful. seven.
where we can give back just a little bit of what you've given us, Lord. Lord, we just thank you. things I want to uh, say first. Thank you, Tabitha, for that song. Anybody know what the name of that song was? Okay. One small light, her child. Yep. So, uh, but anyway, uh, I asked Tabitha to play that song last week, so she looked it up and did it, so good job. It, it, uh, y'all, y'all need to Google that, and, and it's it's really the words and all it's a really fantastic song. So, but anyway, <clears throat> thank you for that. Okay, I want to do a plug here. Hey, am I too loud? Okay, I'm kind of getting this back. Um, I've got uh, two sets of cards in my wallet. One is falls, and one is reach, because uh, I'm dual right now and helping out. But anyway, so I, I just want to tell you all this, that uh, I've had two people already that I've given these out to, and they, and one was the other day, and she says, there's a Baptist church in Idaho Falls? I said, yes. And she said, I've been here how long? And I didn't even know that. So, Tony, these dudes are good, doing good. So, <clears throat> but, And then I had another one. Yesterday at Walmart, I was picking up an order for Bonnie, 
And so uh, he was out there, and uh, so he said, Merry Christmas to me. And I said, well, Merry Christmas. I mean, it's snowing. It's, what, 17 degrees or 13 degrees, excuse me. But anyway, so I gave him a card, and I said, he said, oh, he said, y'all doing something on uh, Christmas Eve? I said, yeah. I said, Christmas morning, too. And so anyway, these work. Okay, now... You know, people, I'm finding out that a lot of people don't even know that there is a Baptist church <coughs> in Idaho Falls. So give them out. <laughs> okay? Get some, put them in your pockets, and, you know, you go to Walmart. I said this in the South, and uh, I had uh, a lot of ladies that in the, in the, they love to go shopping, uh, Roberta, but anyway. <laughs> but, uh, Anyway, Walmart was their mission field. It was. They would take the cards of the church and some tracks and things like that. And so they, when they was going up and down the aisles, and they would be giving out cards and talking to people about going to church and Jesus. And, you know, that was their mission field. And so I'm challenging you, you know, let wherever you go, let that be your mission field, you know, whether work or yeah, to store or wherever you're at, restaurant, whatever. Hey, there are tons of people who need Jesus in this city, okay? So just throwing that plug out for you. Um, <clears throat> my brother, um, who's going to be with the Lord now, but uh, he was stationed in North Dakota in the Air Force. And this was back in the late 60s, I think it was. But anyway... He told me that in North Dakota, and this was in the winter, he said that they had to scrape the inside of their windshield uh, when uh, it got down to, you know, they they stayed like negative 30, 40, something like that in North Dakota. And he said when it got down about negative 10 or 20 or something like that, they got the grills out and barbecued. (laughs) So, but anyway, so this morning when I got and cranked up my truck, and turned it on, and so I was scraping the outside, and I said, oh, wait a minute, and there's ice on the inside. <laughs> and so I had to turn the defrost on and try to get the ice on the inside, just like the outside, and I'm sitting there going, okay, now I know what my brother was talking about. So uh, I'm experiencing that. Remember, I'm from the South, so uh, <clears throat> this is all new for me, okay? Uh, and I, I appreciate your prayers. <laughs> I've been learning how to drive, and I said, these people are crazy around here, and they still drive 80 miles an hour. There's snow and ice everywhere. And I'm, okay. I thought I was back in Atlanta. <laughs> but anyway, we've been on a series about, uh, and this has been adapted from uh, Charles Stanley's uh, series, that, uh, Why Did Jesus Come? Well, you know, what was the purpose for Jesus coming? Now, on the onset, you know, most of us, the priority has been that, you know, and this is correct, uh, that Jesus came to, you know, pay for sins, payment for sin, you know, as far as death, uh, dying on the cross, that he would give his life as a ransom. Uh, During the Advent, you know, we lead up to that. You have the dark candles coming up to the light candle, and then eventually, uh, I guess Saturday night or Sunday morning, we'll do, you know, the Christ candle, which is the one in the center. And as we're leading up to that, it, you know, it helps us to understand, you know, all the things that were in process. And, you know, this, this, it wasn't by accident, okay? 
Uh, I'm hoping through all these messages and everything else, you understand that this just didn't happen. You know, God had a plan, has, has had a plan, okay? And so <clears throat> as we're leading up to this, we're seeing that, you know, the Christ candle as he was, you know, come to be the Lamb of God, as, as John the Baptist says, who takes away the sin of the world. And so in these messages, you know, the first one was about that Matthew chapter 5 or 17 where he says, I have come to fulfill the law and the prophets. That was the first message that we had. And we look into <clears throat> the Old Testament. And even uh, as it was fast forwarded to the New Testament, especially Matthew picks up on this. And as we're looking at Jesus did fulfill all the prophecies concerning his first coming. And then we uh, looked at last week that he came to show us the father in, in chapter 17 of John. And uh, Austin, I apologize. I didn't give you all the list. But uh, I'm going to be mostly in, in the Gospel of John. Uh, and so today will be, you know, Jesus came to show us the truth. Now, that's a, that's a big topic today because a lot of people are looking for the truth. They're trying to find out what is true, okay? And so I'm hoping through the message that God will help us all to understand what is really the truth. And so let's look at um, John John's Gospel in, in chapter 18. And this is a conversation that Jesus has. He's, he's been arrested. He's, you know, this is after the, the Lord's Supper and uh, at the Passover. And then he comes into Pilate's court. He's brought in, the, you know, the Sanhedrin is already, you know, they've already done a mock trial with Jesus. Now they're taking him before Pilate because they can't officially crucify him. Uh, they'll have to get with Pilate to do that. And so now they bring him in before Pilate. And so uh, Pilate comes and um, I'm going to start at verse 33 here. But uh, we're going to come on down. And remember, the title of today's lesson has to do with... Jesus came to show us the truth, okay? And so, verse 33, it says, Pilate entered the praetorium again and called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Now, this is the accusation that the Sanhedrin and Caiaphas uh, were, uh, had against Jesus. And Jesus answered him, Are you speaking for yourself about this, or did others tell you this concerning me? And Pilate answered and said, I am, am I a Jew? Your own nation and your chief priest have delivered you to me. What have you done? And Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of, the, of this world, my servants would fight and so that I would not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not for, from here. And Pilate therefore said to him, are you a king then? And Jesus answered, you say rightly that I am a king for this cause I was born. Now listen to this next phrase. For this cause I have come into the world that I should bear witness, testify to the truth. And everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Now listen to the comment that Pilate makes here. And Pilate asked him or said to him, what is truth? Father, please bless the reading of your word. I pray, Lord, that you would let it 
accomplish what you sent it out to do. In our hearts today, Lord, help us to be understanding and knowing what the truth really is. There's so many people who are looking for what the truth is. And Lord, help us to understand it's not necessarily something that is written, but it's in a person, the person of Jesus Christ. Help us, Lord, that our eyes will be open to the truth today. And that, Lord, we'll share that truth with a lost world. And if there's one listening today who's never come to know the truth of Christ, who Christ is, that today they'll come to know you as Lord and Savior. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you will do. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. There are many who search for truth. And some of y'all may have encountered people um, uh, I don't know how many of y'all have gone to college, or even in high school, and you know, we back then we were looking for truth, and I, and the uh, one of the things that we were looking for was, you know, what is my destiny? In other words, why am I here on earth? What what is the truth about my life? You know, just trying to find out, you know, what's what's going on, and you know, why am I here? And you know, just trying to find uh, those things in life as far as what makes sense. And as Jesus comes on this scene with Pilate, Pilate's trying to do the same thing right here. He's trying to make sense of all this. I mean, you got these Jews that's coming up and they're making these accusations against Jesus. He's the king, uh, you know, and then Jesus trying to help him understand, you know, my kingdom's not of this world. And he helped his followers to understand that and, and trying to help them to know the truth about that in the same way with us today. And then Pilate, he comes in and as Jesus said, you know, I came to do what? He said, I came to bear witness, to testify of what the truth is. Now, I Googled just to see what, you know, Google would say as far as the definition of truth. It says this, a fact or belief that is known to be or accepted to be as true. Something that was real. Something that is a reality. Okay. Now, there's all types of truths as far as in nature. You got uh, physics. You got, I mean, science. You know, they're always trying to prove what's true and what's not true. Uh, what's tangible, you know, what you can put your hand on and say, well, that is true. Um, I, I, I can remember, uh, you know, going through many things as far as uh, learning in school about uh, gravity. Uh, you got uh, also uh, theory of rev- relativity as far as, you know, for every action there is an equal and opposite reaction. You know, when going all these things that they, they say, well, these are what's true. But when it comes down to life... That's where it gets tough to try to figure out, you know, what is actually true and what is not. You know, Pilate asked this question, what is truth? You know, that that has different meanings for a lot of people. It does. I want to show this, you know, as far as what Jesus, he wants to help us to understand exactly what the truth is. Okay. Now. You know, I did some other reading and research, and uh, John MacArthur comes up with some things as far as, you know, uh, truth truth versus error, truth versus what, you know, man's philosophy is and things like that. Now, 
here's one thing that we've got to you know get get on a foundation right off the bat is God's word the truth or not Here's something that we all got to agree on. Here's something that we've all, especially as Christians and, and, and those who are followers of Jesus. Is this Bible the truth? I mean, we're living in an area, especially where this is controversial. It is. You know, whether or not you believe this Bible or another translation or another's version of the Bible and listen to what Jesus said. And just, you know, while we're in chapter 18 here, flip over to chapter 17 and verse 17. And I want you to see something that Jesus says here. And remember, this is Jesus' prayer to the Father. And he's asking for unity. But here's something else he's asking for in verse 17. Mark this verse in your Bible. His, this is what Jesus says now. Sanctify them in your truth. Your word is what? Truth. Sanctify means to set apart. Set apart them in your truth. In other words, we have got to be set apart to the place to where I'm either going to believe what God says in his word, and this is the word of God, or I'm not. How crucial is this? Listen to me. What you believe is going to govern how you live. You can mark that down. You see it everywhere we go. This whole nation is about different beliefs. Our world is about different beliefs. And you can see it in how people live. You do. You see that, hey... What I believe is going to have a bearing on what I think, what I say, what I do. It affects everything about me. My conduct, my conversation, and my character. Who I am. It defines me. How are you defined today? How is the truth that you understand and what you know and what you believe, how does that define you? Do you, are you defined by being a follower of Christ? Are you defined by that you believe what God says? Do you believe that this book is the truth? If you don't, here's the question I've asked. Now, I've asked this for several years. If you don't believe this book is the truth, if you don't believe it is God's word, if you don't believe what Jesus said, that thy word is truth, if you don't believe that, here's the question for you. What else do you have? What else is there? If I want to know the truth, here, here is my heart's conviction. That this word of God is the truth. And if I want to know the truth, you know what I'm going to do? <laughs> I'm going to be in this book. And please hear this. And this is from long time experience for pastors. It isn't just about being in this book on Sunday. It's got to be a daily bread of life. It does. It's got to be a daily routine. And, and please hear this, and I've said this for years. The Christian life is a disciplined life. You have got to sit down and make time to get in this book. Satan don't want you in this book. He don't. 
He don't want this book to be part of you. And that's exactly what Jesus is trying to help us to understand. That when he says that, Lord, sanctify these disciples in your word. Man, it, because it becomes who we are. It defines us. Okay? I mean, when I hear things, and, 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 and this, is, this is an example now. And a lot of people say, well, well Brother Mark, how, how, do you, how do you know so much about the Bible and so many things like that? Because I spend time in it. <laughs> Please hear this. Because I spend time in it. And you can do the same thing. Okay? Anybody can who wants to stay, learn the truth. And so as I spend time in it, and now here I'm watching the news or I, I'm listening to something that, you know, is controversial. Uh, it's just like I brought up this morning that uh, I heard a pastor say something that I was listening to his sermon. And he said that, you know, uh, Mary, uh, as far as uh, being the, the virgin birth, it said that uh, Jesus was his genetic makeup was 50 percent Mary and 50 percent God. So if you, listen to me, if you're not steeped in the truth, you know, that, that probably is not going to affect you. But if you understand what the virgin birth and, and understand what it meant to be a pure sacrifice, that's going to throw a flag up right off the bat. So I'm just saying, that's just one example, but that man... All over our world and our country, especially if you're, you're watching things on news and, and even in the Internet and people say, oh, I believe the Internet, man, you got trouble. <laughs> but I'm just telling you, there, there's so many. Th How do we line things up? Listen, there's only one constant that has stayed true throughout history. Here it is. God's word. There have been men and nations who tried to do away with this book. They're gone. The book's still here. What has stood the test of time? This book. The truth. Okay? Here's something about truth. Truth is going to remain truth yesterday, today, and tomorrow, when will it ever cease being the truth? It will not. And here's the source. Please hear this. This is this, I'm building on this. You got the foundation of the Word of God. The source has got to be God. That His Word is the truth, and we believe what He says, or we don't. There's no middle ground to it. And we were talking this morning in Sunday school about, you know, how people want to take things out of the Bible and use it as far as their lifestyle. Or, you know, they want to say, well, you know, this, this is a pro for my lifestyle or this is a con for my lifestyle. And, you know, what we need to understand is, is you know, this, this isn't about give and take. <laughs> it's not. It's a constant that's a foundation. Okay. And just FYI, if y'all read the declaration, you know, we believe about these inalienable truths, you know, that, you know, God has given us. Where do they get that? I mean, if you look at our forefathers, which they're not teaching anymore because they want to eradicate that because, hey, you know, we're smarter than God. And, uh, you know, we've got a truth that and, and listen, this, this is the way the truth is of the world today. The, the truth they had last week ain't the truth this week. 
reminds me of the post office. I, I worked for them 25 years, and that's, they, they would teach us, I mean, spend zillions of dollars on trying to teach us a certain pattern or a certain form that we had to do, and then that, we'd learn it, and the next thing you know, next week they changed it. Say, what? <laughs> but but that's a, that is exactly the definition of what's happening in our world right now. I mean, look at it. Look at the chaos. Look at the division. Where does that come from? You know what it comes from? It comes from a lack to know the truth. And there's only one source for the truth, and that's God. And Jesus said, listen, I came to tell you the truth. I came to show you the truth. Now, let's get down to what Jesus wants to show us and tell us. Not only is this book the truth, but he's the embodiment of the truth. Can you imagine? Here, Pilate has the truth standing in front of him and says, what is truth? When the answer is right there. You want to know the truth for your life? You want to know the truth about your relationship as far as how you got here and you was created and you was created for a reason and a purpose and a plan? Then know the truth of what God says. That he made you for himself. For a relationship. Here's the truth that Jesus wants us to understand. That without him... Man is hopelessly and helplessly lost. That's the truth. And he came to tell us the truth. Let's give a biblical example. Go to John chapter 3. This is the encounter of Jesus and Nicodemus. Story verse 1 says, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus. A ruler of the Jews. And this man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, teacher, we know that you are a teacher come from God. And no one can do the things that you do unless God is with him. And Nicodemus had another truth that he needed to learn that this was actually God in the flesh. That's what we're studying about in Christmas, right? Emmanuel. And Jesus answered and said to him, most assuredly. Now, I want to show you something here. Uh, and King James has got verily, verily. If you read other versions, it'll say uh, truly, truly. In the Greek, and here's where we get our word, it's amen, amen. Amen. Do you hear amen out there? <laughs> All right, Baptist. <laughs> Get y'all fired up. All right. Now, I want you to understand something. If I, if I say a truth here, as far as, you know, good Baptist, uh, in the South, we got a lot of ameners. We call it the amen corner. Uh, and so, you know, if I say a truth and say that, you know, Jesus came to save sinners, and somebody would say, amen, and we say it at the end of that, I want you to see something. Jesus is the only one who has ever said amen, amen, before he gave the truth. Look what he says. He said, most assuredly, this is what it is in the Greek now. Amen, amen, I say to you. 
He's saying it before he even says it. He said, you can mark this down. That's what amen means. It says, you can count it. It's the truth. Okay? So what is he doing? He's telling Nicodemus what? I'm telling you the truth, Nicodemus. Listen to what he says. He says, I'm, I'm assuredly telling you, amen, amen. I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And that word means he that you are born from above. There's only one way to be born again. And that's through Christ. The one who came to give new life. To give forgiveness of sin. And what Jesus is trying to help Pilate and all of us understand. I came to tell you the truth. I came to show you that the truth is without Christ. Without his sacrifice. There is no forgiveness of sin. And you will not enter into the kingdom of God on your own. There's either two ways to pay for sin. Either you pay for it, your own sin, or you accept a substitute. The Levitical, we were talking about sacrifice this morning. The Levitical law that God gave, let's go back to Leviticus. In that law, he said, listen. When a person sins, there has to be a sacrifice given for that sin. Or you pay the penalty. Paul picks up on it. For the penalty of sin is what? Yeah. By the way, there's three types. You've got a physical death. You've got a spiritual death. And you've got an eternal death. All three of those apply. And what Jesus said, this is the truth. All of mankind are under the penalty of sin. Why? Not just because we sinned, but because we're sinners. It's in our nature. Like my wife's <coughs> mama, she always said, it's born in you. <laughs> I get tickled sometimes, you know, we... Uh, look at these little babies and, and we say, you know, how cute they are and, you know, these little innocent things and, and how they're over there and they get, you get two of them together and one of them's fighting over the toy or whatever. And said, yeah, you know, I mean, you see this even in, you know, they ain't a year old yet and they're already doing it. It's born in you. <laughs> it is. And I, and I used to get tickled. I drove a bus in Bremen, Georgia for about five years and. I had the good students. I had the teacher's kids and the principal's kids. And, you know, on this bus I was driving, I mean, it was elite. As a matter of fact, one of the principals, they came in and says, do you know y'all are privileged? <laughs> hey, he got on there and told them that. But anyway, <clears throat> so here uh, on this bus, you know, I, I remember one of the teachers, she comes in and I was telling her, says, yeah, your son did so-and-so. And she says, not my son. I, yes, your son. <laughs> I, we didn't, they didn't have a camera on my bus. I wish they had it because then they'd verify that, hey, yeah, it's your son. <clears throat> but anyway, the worst fight I had was over the assistant principal's, uh, you know, son and daughter. They was beating, you know, slop out of each other. And this was her kids, all right? But anyway, <clears throat> it's born in us, okay? And so Jesus here with Nicodemus, <clears throat> he's trying to help us to understand, and I'm glad this is in the Bible because what Jesus is saying, here's the truth. 
And here's what we need to know. And here's what I'm showing you. That I came so that you could have a substitute. I became your sacrifice. This is why Jesus came. The truth is that without Christ, Nicodemus, you will not enter into the kingdom of God. He won't. I won't. You won't. How many people need Jesus? Yeah. I was standing at the gas station in Georgia one day and I was filling my truck up. And it's like the Lord said, Mark, you see that person over there? I said, yes, sir. He said, they need Jesus. He said, Mark, you see that person over there? They need Jesus. And what he was getting at is, Mark, there's not a single person on the planet ever who does not need Jesus. We all need him. And that's the truth. I've got a lot more to <coughs> say on this, but <coughs> the Lord's telling me to close this thing up. Jesus came to set us free from the penalty of sin. But that's not all he came to do. The truth is, not only was he going to be the substitute and pay the penalty, but he's to set you free from the power of sin in your life. I don't know about you guys, <clears throat> living in this flesh is tough. I mean, I see, you know, honk if you love Jesus signs on the bumper stickers and sometimes when they pull out in front of you and you're just saying, i just like to run over you. <laughs> I flesh. Tony, I don't know, you know, I'm sure you, you've experienced a lot of that in your time. But I, I'm just telling you, there's a battle. It is. And that's the power of sin. You know, a lot of us, we satisfied just to get that life insurance as far as, you know, the, as far as being exempt from the fire. <laughs> uh, but Jesus did more than just set you free from the fire, from the penalty. He wanted to set you free from the power of sin in our lives as well. It comes in various forms. It does. All of us have something in our life. And man, it, I, it, it, it gets next to us. It does. It affects us every single day nearby. And Jesus said, listen, and, and if you read John 8, you'll see in there, he says, listen, if the Son sets you free, you've been free indeed. And what he is talking about is, is, listen, he didn't come just to set you free from the penalty of sin. He came to set you free from the power of sin over your life. And every single day, I have to get up and I pray. I said, Lord, I need your guidance. I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. 
I need your help because I cannot go out there and fight this battle on my own. I will lose. Been there, done that. Didn't want the t-shirt, by the way. And Jesus said, this is the truth, Nicodemus. <laughs> you got to be set free. You got to be born again. This old flesh ain't going to make it. Matter of fact, Paul, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, here's what he says. He said, this flesh will not inherit the kingdom of God. It will not. Why? Because God is holy. And that's a hard concept for us. The Jews understood holiness real well because when you go to the temple, listen to me. He watched this guy go in, and he wasn't he hadn't had a sacrifice for himself, or he wasn't you know clean. They drug him out. He died on the spot. Back in David's time, when he was moving the ark, what happened? One of the guys ran up. The ark was fixing to fall, and what did he do? He put his hands on it. The holiness of God. You can't put. Sinful flesh on holiness of God and live. We have a hard time of concept with that. It's like coming into the sanctuary. This is God's house, and I I've been in places, you know, and guy get up here pray said, "Lord, uh, we we want to welcome you as our special guest." And I'm sitting going, "Wait a minute, <laughs> this is His house. We're the guests." And the holiness of God says sin can't even approach. It can't. What does light and dark have in far as relationship? There's none. And God is pure light and pure holiness without sin. And how in the world could we ever be in his presence? And the answer Jesus gave it, he said, with man, it's impossible. All of this is what Jesus has said. It's the truth. And here's what the Holy Spirit of God, and we talked about him this morning too. Listen, the Holy Spirit of God, what happens is he starts convicting your heart. And he's helping you to understand that when you read this word and when Jesus said you got to be born again and you got to be set free. That this is the truth and this is what the Holy Spirit of God is saying. He says, it is. It is. And he says, listen. Set you free from the penalty of sin, the power of sin. And here's an hallelujah that one day we'll be set free from the presence of sin. I won't know how to act. <laughs> I'm serious. That's the reason why I got to be a new creation. Because, I mean, all my life I've seen sin. I mean, all you, all you got to do is turn TV on or the internet, Google, whatever. I mean, whatever you want to get on. It's there. It is. But a world that's pure light, pure joy, pure peace, pure love. Wow. <laughs> what is that going to be like? 
And this is the truth. He's promised it. Here's how I want to end this thing. What what difference does it make? What, What does it matter that you really know what the truth is? Does it make a difference? Let me tell you how many funerals I've been at. When you've got a family that's sitting here and the casket's right here and they just lost somebody that they love with all their heart. Some of you have been there. If you hadn't, you're going to be. What difference does it make if I stand here and I don't give them the truth? And here's a passage of Scripture, especially of one who has been a believer in Christ. One who's followed the truth. The one who believes that this word is the truth. Let me tell you what difference it makes. That when I say to them, I say, listen, let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, if you believe the truth, Jesus said, believe also in me. Because in my Father's house, there are many mansions. I'm using King James there. If it were not so, if it wasn't the truth, I'd have told you. Why? Because he came to tell us the truth. And when that family is grieving, and that family's heart is broken, and I'm trying to find something that will give them comfort. Listen to me. Mark Caney can't give them comfort. The only thing I know that can comfort that heart at that time, listen to me, is the truth of the Word of God. That that person is not dead. They're with Christ. And listen to me. They are now eternally in the arms and hands of God. Does it make a difference? Yes. It makes a difference. Does it make a difference to the person you go to school with? Does it make a difference to the one you work with? Does it make a difference to somebody in your family, your son, your daughter, your husband, your wife, your mom, your dad? Does it make a difference to them what the truth is? Yes, eternally. Because it's the difference between life with God and life and separation in a place the Bible calls hell. Does it make a difference? Yes. It does. Do you know what the truth is? Better yet, do you know who? The truth is. Jesus, some of the final words were this. I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
No one comes to the Father but by me. Does it make a difference? I submit to you today. It's made a difference in this boy's life. Because see, no matter what the world wants to dish out, <laughs> no matter what they want to say, no matter you know if they say this is the truth this week and, and it's a lie next week, listen to me, I know something that's a constant. I know someone who said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And you know what? It's the truth. It does make a difference. How many people do you know that need to know the truth? I was at a funeral two weeks ago. <clears throat> and probably 90-something percent of that family needed to know the truth. And the Lord allowed me to share it with them. But to me what's sad is is when they want to accept a lie. Thinking it's the truth. Because see, Satan is a counterfeit. He's a liar. But I'm still going to tell people the truth. Because that's what God's called me to do. And see, it, it isn't just about <coughs> talking the truth. <laughs> we got a lot of professional talkers nowadays. It's about living this, this truth. Living it out. And people looking for it. Just like that man at Walmart yesterday. He was an older man. I pro I probably, he probably in his 50s. Snowing, cold. He's sitting there trying to check the order. And then at the end he says, Merry Christmas. And I said, well, Merry Christmas to you and God bless you. And they gave him a card. Falls Baptist. And he looked at me and he, and I made this start smiling. And he says, thank you. Thank you very much. I don't know if he'll get to come. I don't know. All I know is, is God used me to share a little truth. <laughs> but man, what God can do with that. Tap if you'll come and just pick out a song to play. Lord, speaking to your heart today, you may have somebody you want to come pray for, and I'll be glad to pray with you. Or if we have an altar here, if you'd like just to come and talk to God on your own. If you're here and never received the truth, don't do like Pilate <laughs> when the truth is standing right there and reject him. Christ is here. And He can take care of anything that you got.
Any, anyone you got to pray for. Lord, speak to your heart today if you'd like to come. Give an invitation on behalf of him as we stand. Lord, speak to your heart.
You know, I have people in uh, my family and others that uh, I know I've been praying for for years. I have a son that I pray for. I had a lady in, uh, I was pastor Midway Baptist Church in Georgia, and she prayed for her husband 38 years. 38 years. The day before his 60th birthday, he gave his heart and life to Christ. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't ever underestimate the power of God. You don't know what circumstance or what he, God puts in their life. Don't know. And I join you in prayer, your family and those that, your loved ones that you're praying for. There's not a person in the planet that does not need Jesus Christ. Not a single one. So whoever God puts in your pathway, whether in your family, in, you know, as far as marriage, or even workplace, I mean, wherever, consider it a divine encounter. Some way, somehow, you can give a word of encouragement, a word of truth to help them. And you never know. God used that. And that person come to know Christ. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the day. This is the day you have made. And let us rejoice and be glad in it. And Lord, how we can rejoice. And Lord, you brought healing in your wings. <laughs> As Malachi said. Because you have. You came to set us free, Lord. That's the truth. <laughs> you embody everything that's real. A lot of people say, well, that's just myth or that's just a fairy tale. But not for those who've been born again. Not for those who are on death row. Not for those who are addicted. Not for those whose whole world had just come crashing down. And the light of Christ and the love of Christ reached down and picked them up out of the miry pit and set them on a rock that's eternal. Money can't buy it and death can't take it away. Help us, Lord, to share with somebody the good news of Jesus Christ is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all for coming today.